Markets close higher today amid strong jobs data. Dave Spano is the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. You can hear Money Talk here on WTMJ every single Saturday. Dave, how are you? Thanks for being with us. Yeah, love to be here. Thanks for having me. How is it out there? You just uh, came into the studios. How's it feeling out there? Feel well, like it's, summer? It's gorgeous for sure. And so people can get out on the golf course today and this weekend. It's supposed to be nice as well. So exciting time to be uh, early May. Hey, I want to talk uh, markets and money with you, but you're a huge Bucks fan, I know. I wanted to get your reaction. This time yesterday, the news was just breaking that uh, Coach Bud had lost his job. I've seen you at games. What's your uh, your take? What's your feel on Coach Bud? Yeah, well, I, I can just tell you what I'm reading, right? And, of course, uh, it's unfortunate. seems to be a nice man and, of course, a championship. And you heard Steve Kerr talk about it, that he said it's unfortunate, but three of the last four championship coaches are now now out of a job. So it's a short leash, but uh, hopefully uh, we can start on our path back to a championship. Yeah, I hope so. And I hope people just remember what he brought to the city. First championship in 50 years, a lot of sustained success. Giannis, a couple MVPs while he's here. So uh, let's focus on that. Let's focus on the markets for a little bit. So uh, kind of a bumpy week, not a great week, but it ends with a bang today. The Dow was up 1.6%. The S&P, Dave, up one8 The NASDAQ, I think, was like 2.25% up on the day. What led today's rally? Yeah, a big, a big report this morning, a payroll report that was better than expected. In fact, the unemployment rate went down from 3.6 to 3.4, and wages went up. Now, that is good news, but sometimes good news is not yeah, good news right. if you are sitting in the, the Federal Reserve. So the Federal Reserve has a two jobs or a dual mandate. One of them is price control, which is inflation, and that's what they're trying to do. The second, of course, is full employment. We as a country are at full employment or better, 50-year lows in unemployment at 3.4%. So it did kind of muddy the water a bit for the Federal Reserve in that they're going to have to take a look at the data again in 30 days but they as everyone knows they raised rates uh, earlier this week 25 basis point and at least suggested that they're going to look at the data before they do any more so you talk about it being complicated everybody i think is presuming that maybe we're at the terminal rate and they're not going to raise rates anymore or at least they're going to pause and reflect if more numbers like today's come out Will that make it less likely they pause? How does that complicate things? Right. So the Federal Reserve, you know, they're looking at what they should do. They've raised rates 11 times. That is a big, big deal. And, of course, they are what's what they call data dependent. So they're going to have to look at that data. And the data, that, of course, that we got this morning was not good. So, the, you know, what do they do? There's three things they can do. They can continue to hike 11 hikes in a row. They can pause the hiking or they can pivot and start to bring that back down. The most likely scenario as we sit today is that they're going to look at the data and pause. So to to your question, what's the terminal rate or the rate that they stop raising? The markets suggest that we are at it right now. So five to five and a quarter percent on a terminal rate, a short-term rate is uh, the federal chair said that is it is uh, it's, it's restrictive. And so we'll have to find out if it's restrictive of enough. Uh, it certainly takes time for these things to work through the market. And so we're going to have to look through the rest of the summer and see what happens. As we keep our eye on the stock markets and that kind of thing, when we talk about interest rates, what are some of the other ripple effects? I hear that the interest rate being raised also affects credit cards. Mm-hmm. It does. Credit cards, mortgage rates, and, you know, the big story right now, which we're, what we're looking at, Sandy, is that when they raise these rates, especially, uh, uh, so quickly, a lot of banks 
got caught flat-footed. And so we read about a Silicon Valley Bank and a number of others. And so right now there had been some bank failures, and nobody wants to go back to 2008 and 2009, the great financial crisis, where we had these cascading failures of banks. And so that is the big story right now. With these the, with your interest rates going up so quick, is it going to harm more smaller banks and some commercial real estate, or CRE as it's called? And that's going to be a big story that we're going to have to watch as we go into the summer. Dave Spano is the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management. His show, Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management show with Dave Spano is 10 o'clock here on Saturdays. Uh, Dave, so a year ago we were talking about the war in Ukraine and the effect on the markets, along with other things leading to the volatility. Now that's kind of in the rearview mirror. How big a factor is things that happen on the other side of the globe to what happens in our marketplace? Well, it's, it's really the thing that you can't predict, right? It's called geopolitical risk or, or what we call incident risk. You know, there's interest rate risk, there's market risk. Uh, there is this is called incident risk, and we nobody knows. Not the CIA, and not you know probably Putin knows what the next move is, and of course that could go ugly in a hurry. And of course the thing with China and Taiwan certainly has people on pins and needles, and so those two geopolitical risks are there. Uh, so you really can't predict that. What you have to do, and what we do, is look at the macro side the best we can, and then go down and say let's find a company that's selling more widgets, whatever it is, be it be it Apple phones, as we saw earlier this week, or cars, or Ford, or GM. Do they sell more stuff? And because they sell more stuff, they make more money. Those are the companies that we're looking for, increased revenues and increased net income. So I'm not in gold or silver or any of that. I'm not in crypto or any of that sort of stuff. I'm in very traditional investment vehicles. How do you explain to people who might be interested in looking at gold or silver when we see how those commodities do? What are things people should think about? Well, you you think about it in relation to the U.S. dollar. That's a really easy way to look at it. And right now, the dollar is under pressure. And the biggest reason why is what's coming is down is coming down the pike. And this is a potential debt default. And so there is, of course, the the, the fact that the United States has a lot of debt, and there is a ceiling, and you can't go past that ceiling without approval. If that happens, there could be a default. Well, uh, it seems to be a slight chance, but there, I think there's going to be brinkmanship on both sides of the aisle. We're starting to see that now. The, fortunately, the Republican House did at least have a framework to bring to the president, and we'll see if that goes forward. I say we do have a question from Diane on the old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620. She wants to ask you about bank regulations. Uh, her thought is that we put in place those bank regulations after the last bank fallout. Did those get rolled back and is that why these banks are now allowed to be caught flat-footed again? Yeah, it's a great question, and that is exactly what happened. And so there's these two big-to-fail banks, and those were the rules that were in place, the really big banks. And that was that was the regulation that was put in place. And then later on down the road, there was this rollback on smaller banks because it was really hurting their their it was hurting those banks because of compliance costs. Well, now you're looking backwards. It probably shouldn't have been down. I did hear see that Senator Warren uh, is coming after Silicon Valley Bank CEO pretty hard to say you lobbied for these these easier rules, and then we had this situation. So you have to be careful. I'm, I'm not a person who wants more regulation, but enforcing the regulation that's on the books is always a good thing. But that's part and parcel of what the problem was. So the change in regulation was one, but mismanagement of their balance sheet was the bigger story. Going to get up early and watch the coronation? <laughs> I, you know, we, was, we were just in London uh, a couple <laughs> yeah. of weeks ago, and it's phenomenal. 
phenomenal. I mean, it's there is it's a lot of pomp and circumstance, and we did walk by uh, and look at that. But am I going to get up and know and watch it? No, but uh, you know, you could be coronated. I mean, you're king, uh, no, very no. king like John. No, I mean, Sandy could be queen. I, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm queen? just a guy right trying here. to get get through the day, just yeah. trying to get through Friday. Hey, what you need to do is check out Money Talk, the Annex Wealth Management Show with Dave Spano at 10 to 11. Listen to the talk from a, a guy that runs a team of fiduciaries, not somebody who's trying to sell you something. Check out Money Talk. That's at 10 o'clock here, Saturdays on WTMJ. Dave Spano is the president and CEO of Annex. Always good to have you here, Dave. Thank you so yeah, much. thank you.